Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture, sola scriptura, scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne. Excited like I am every week to be in the building, man. So excited to have this cool brother on my show, man. Uh, I will. Uh, I don't even know if I should even say his name. The man is just so ice cold, man. You're <laughs> 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 like, who is he talking about? But we're so happy to have Mr. Scott Garrison on the phone, man. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, man. Good, good, man. So for those that don't know, Scott, I always have my guests kind of do an introduction of themselves, uh, anything you want to tell them, what you're doing, family, all of that good stuff, man. Oh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm currently doing and then uh, tell you about my family and we'll start there. How's that sound? There you, hey, it sounds perfect. All right. So I currently work for a company called Iron Tribe Fitness in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I am managing one of their gyms, uh, right now I've been doing, we moved here, uh, in early October for me to take this job. We moved here from Indianapolis where we were church planting or attempting to church plant. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but anyway, so that's how we got here. I am married to my beautiful wife, Laura. Um, we have two little girls. We have a three-year-old. And we have a five-week-old. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so uh, we don't get much sleep, and, <laughs> you know, it's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I have a baby that will be here on December 20th, so oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you, sir. Uh, you left out my favorite part, Scott, man. For those that don't know, Scott is, uh, I call him the official uh, righteous rich model. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, if you've seen the new 
Righteous Rich promo video. Uh, he's the the cool guy uh, with the beard and and, and everything. Uh, and and I, I teased him about it, and he said his wife teased him about it. So Scott, have you been getting oh, a hard yeah. time over this this new modeling job? Man, look. So the first time we did, a, I did a photo shoot with with Righteous Rich with Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, Paul and I. <laughs> It's an interesting story, actually, how Paul and I became friends, if you'd like to Oh, yeah, this is a good place um, to tell it. Okay, so let me tell you the story of how Paul and I kind of became friends. This is really going to embarrass Paul. Yes. Um, but, uh, but that's okay. So when, when I was in seminary at Southeastern uh, in Wake Forest, North Carolina, my wife and I owned a CrossFit affiliate. Oh. And, um, and one day, uh, one of our members, a cat named Jeremy, um, I believe he and his, his family are living out in Seattle now, but uh, Jeremy was one of our athletes and our clients, and um, he brings this dude in one day to do a workout with him. Everybody could get one free workout, so he brings mm-hmm. this brother in. Never met the guy, you know. I'm like, hey, I'm Scott. He's like, hey, my name's Paul, and he's like, I'm Jeremy's friend. I was like, cool, man. So we kind of, you know, we we got the. I talked to him about his level of physical activity, which at the time he said was relatively none. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, have you ever have you ever done CrossFit or cross, you know, functional fitness style workouts? And he was like, no, not really. And so I said, okay, well, this is going to be um, interesting then. Um, so, right. um, so you know, so we started the warm-up, which our warm-up process would take anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the workout that we were doing that day. And it's a, it, our, workout, our warm-ups can, can, depending on the workout, can, can be rather aggressive. Um, right, right. In fact, in fact, one of our one of our little slogans that we had on a T-shirt was, you know, is like our our warm up is your workout. Yes, um, gotcha. So we had aggressive we had an aggressive warm up. Well, before <laughs> before the warm up's over, uh, Paul threw up. Oh no! And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah! And I was <laughs> like, "You all right, man?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." So. To, to save Paul some face, we'll just we'll just suffice it to say that uh, before the workout was over for the day, um, Paul had to tap out, and uh-huh. um, <laughs> I, I made him quit because it, it was obvious that uh, that um, you know he he, yeah. he had he had been unprepared, and, and I I partially blame his friend for that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so that's how Paul and I that's how Paul and I met. Wow. Um, now Paul came back for some more, um, but. Okay, um, Paul. He came back for some more, so he wa- he was you know not to be not to be undone there. He wasn't going to let it whoop him, so so I appreciate that. Uh, and then later on, I can't remember exactly, I can't remember how the conversation came up, but he told me that he owned this. Uh, oh, I know, I remember what it was. I I posted a picture of my daughter on Instagram eating popcorn, mm-hmm. and and this person named Righteous Wretch says, is that popcorn paleo? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, who the heck is this? Because clearly they know, they know me, you know what I mean? Right. And so I'm like, who is this? And so I'm like, who is this? And mm-hmm. so he sent me a direct message. He's like, Hey dude, it's Paul Van Team. And I was like, what? So, <laughs> so that's how, that's how the conversation got started about Righteous Wretch. Um, I was going to be, we had, we had since moved to Indianapolis um, you know, to, to plant. And, mm-hmm. uh, I had to go back to Wake Forest for, for a class for like a, an intensive, a three day intensive. And he said, Hey man, while you're in town, I'd like to get together with you. Uh, maybe we could do a photo shoot. Well, I'd never <laughs> done a photo shoot. Right. Right. Um, but I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm game to try it. So, 
we did the photo shoot and you know my wife who who did some modeling back in her younger days as well mm-hmm. um she she decided she needed to give me a hard time and, um, <laughs> and so you know and then and then and then and then now you know the commercial and so yeah i've been getting my chops busted for that a good bit but it's okay. oh man hey hey man. it's all good man i mean i'll tell you it's, <laughs> it's some dope shots man i i you know it, it's some really good shots and uh and the camera guy made all. me look the camera guy made me look really good so. oh okay okay <laughs> well, shout out to the cameraman too shout out to the That's cameraman right. Yeah, man, that CrossFit is tough, man. I, I I tried it one time with a buddy. You know, I I was an athlete in in high school and uh, okay, and 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 you know, consider myself in pretty good shape, man. And I didn't puke, Paul. I, I didn't go to that level, but <laughs> I I definitely uh you you beat me though because I definitely didn't come back. So, <laughs> Paul, Paul, let, let me just say this publicly right here on the podcast, Paul. I apologize if I embarrassed you, brother. I love you. <laughs> Paul, know we love him, man. He know we love him. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, so let's talk about. I know you was like, it's another story, man. But hey, yep. what what better place to tell stories than on the radio, man? Let's talk about the the church plant thing, uh, if you want to, man. I mean, we, we can edit it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have to go back and edit this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, our church planting journey was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we we moved to Wake Forest. Um, which I was uh, backing up to give you a little bit of my background. I was a police officer. I was a police officer for 16 years. Okay. Um, so I was, uh, I was working on the Northeast side of Indianapolis for the last six years of my career. Um, while I was doing that, um, I is when I came to Christ. Mm. Um, I was actually, um, I was a narcotics detective. I was working, uh, active plainclothes and undercover narcotics. Um, and I, um, I was drinking a lot. Um, I can imagine my first, yeah, my, my, my first wife and I had divorced and, um, I was, it kind of spun me off into a really depressive state and, um, Mm -hmm. and I was, I was drinking a lot. And then, um, one Sunday morning, I, I remember I woke up and I was hung over, you know, and I just remember thinking, man, my, my life sucks. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Um, my father is a pastor has been for almost 50 years. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Next, uh, actually 2017 will be his 50 year anniversary in ministry. Um, so I was raised in a faithful household. My parents were missionaries. My father was a church planter in Zambia. Um, I grew up in, you know, I spent a large portion of my formative years, um, in Africa um, so it's not like I didn't have a faith background, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, but I just, I didn't believe it for myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, being a police officer, uh, there's a lot of things that you see and that you experience and sometimes that you do that, mm-hmm. um, without a biblical worldview, they just don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to make sense of the things that I was seeing. And then my wife and I had divorced my first wife and I had divorced. And so mm-hmm. I drank. I woke up one Sunday morning and was like, man, I, I got to figure something out. Maybe I should go to church. And so uh, I went to a local church. <clears throat> I just Googled, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, I just Googled churches near me. Mm-hmm. Went to a church. wasn't really kind of my, my kind of style of church because uh, I looked pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> like, like I said, I was working undercover. So, you know, oh, long yeah. hair, mm-hmm. beard, tattoos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walk into this very wealthy uh, white suburban church, 
<laughs> and um, I stuck out like a sore thumb. But what happened is, is that God brought God brought two men into my life <clears throat> through that church. Um, uh, one of whom is still a very dear friend of mine today, um, Rob Leonard. Uh, mm-hmm. He now works for uh, Man in the Mirror Ministries, but. Rob and another brother named Mark really began to pour into me, and, and we I joined a Bible study group that they were leading, uh, and they really began to pursue me and pour into me. And I began to read God's Word um, in a way that I had never read the Bible before. Mm-hmm. Um, and through reading the Bible, um, I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I came to understand um uh, the gospel, and I came to understand who who Jesus was, and I came to believe—not just understand, but I came to believe—right um, that Jesus is who He said He was, and who the Bible said He was, and so uh, that changed everything. And so um, <clears throat> I left undercover work, um, still a police officer, but left undercover work. But uh, began a Bible study group in my home for other police officers. Began to uh, do some some teaching. Uh, with a parachurch ministry there in in Indianapolis uh, mm-hmm. at some of their uh, some of their weekend conferences and stuff, um, and really began to do a lot of <clears throat> kind of one on one work with some men who were struggling with some issues and right and through that sensed God's call into ministry um, and so Laura, my wife, uh, and I met <clears throat> I guess not not. Well, I came to Christ when I was 34. What am I, 43 now? Yeah, when I was 34. Uh, Laura and I met um, in, uh, let's see, we got married in 2011. So we met in early 2011, maybe mm-hmm. late 2010. No, it was late 2010. <clears throat> and um, actually, I bought her her first Bible. Um, oh, wow. My wife was, yeah, my wife was raised in a Catholic home and um so she had left the Catholic Church prior to meeting me. It just found it unsatisfactory. She had questions that that the Catholic Church could not answer for her. Right. And uh, so she left the Catholic Church. And when we met, um, you know, we began to spend a lot of time talking about the Bible, about Jesus, uh, faith, you know, grace, these kinds of things. And so I bought her her first Bible, and she came to Christ. She was mm-hmm. converted through re- through reading the Bible also. Um, so, uh, all that to say, um, we got married, we moved to North Carolina. I quit my job. Everybody thought I was crazy for walking away from 16 years of, of a law enforcement career. <laughs> There's some days when I look back on it and I think maybe I was crazy too, <laughs> but, uh, but nevertheless, um, God called and we answered. And so we moved to North Carolina to go to seminary. And while I was there, we joined, um, we were covenant members of Imago Day Church. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time when we got there, it was still a young church plant. Uh, Tony Morita mm-hmm. uh, was the lead pastor and planter of that church. And um, those guys, the, the, uh, Nate Aiken, one of the elders of that church, approached me about church planting um, not long after we became covenant members there. And I initially, you know, I said, uh, I was like, am I going to have to shave my beard? <laughs> and uh, he said no, and I was like, "Do I have to cover up my tattoos or cut my hair?" And he said no, and uh, I was like, "Well, that sounds interesting, but no." <laughs> and so, <laughs> so a couple of years later, God brought it back around, and I, um, I began to talk to the North American Mission Board about 
church planting, uh, went to the elders of Imago Day and began to talk to them about it. And so we began a process of assessment through the North American Mission Board. Um, and we were assessed and approved. Uh, initially, we were looking at Baltimore. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, after visiting the city of Baltimore and visiting with some planters, wonderful and godly men that are doing some, some hard work in a hard city. Oh, yeah. Um, Baltimore's rough. We just really felt like, yeah, Baltimore's rough, man. <clears throat> but, man, the the gospel is better, so oh, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we uh, we just really felt like God was, was saying no to Baltimore at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we turned our focus to Indianapolis. We knew the area. Uh, we knew tons of lost people. And mm -hmm. so we said, hey, why not Indianapolis? And so we moved to Indianapolis um, in middle of May of 2015 mm. uh, and began and, and to begin the planting process uh, in partnership with the North American Mission Board with Imago Day as our sending church. Mm -hmm. So um, I tell you, man, there's a lot of things looking back on it that if I had to do differently, um, I would. Right. Um, I, I think one of the things that I would not have done is we would have never gone alone. Mm -hmm. Um, my wife and I, and our, our three-year-old at the time, we only had one child. Um, we basically went alone. Mm. Um, in hindsight, that was foolish on my part. Gotcha. Um, so if you're, if you're a church planter out there listening, um, don't go alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's hard. Um, so yeah, we went, uh, we began, uh, some, some Bible study groups in hopes of, turning a couple of those Bible study groups into um, what would become uh, members of our core team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I began to cast vision to those people in the Bible study groups about what kind of church we wanted to, to plant. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, began to go out and just meet people. I would go to coffee shops. I was, I was still working out of the CrossFit gym there in Indianapolis. So I had a lot of contacts there. Um, and just began to share the gospel with people and talk to them about Christ and about, you know, a new church. And, um, yeah, so we had another couple that moved from North Carolina about six months after we got there to come and be our worship pastor. Mm -hmm. They, they arrived in, uh, I think it was November of 2015, uh, which that was greatly helpful. We had somebody, you know, finally to help a little bit. Right. Um, but I, I think that by, it had been six months and I think that by then, um, you know, um, sort of the writing was on the wall, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, six months without a team on our own was just, was just hard. Right. Um, right. So, uh, we, we gave it, you know, we, we did it, we did the best we could and we, we worked hard and, um, we just, you know, in looking back on it, um, again, I, I just think, I've had a lot of time to reflect on this, and I think that as time goes on and as the years go on, I will God will reveal many, many more things to me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I think there was a lot of things that 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 I did wrong, right? Um, not in like moral failures, right, you know right, what I mean? right, right. Just mm -hmm. I think tactical errors, um, and I think and here's the here's the big thing um, that I think that God has pointed out to me along the way. Um, I, I learned, um, when, when you, when you're church planting, you learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and God will reveal things to you 
about your own heart, about the depravity of your own heart. Right. Um, and sometimes in, in a hard and painful way. And one of the things that God pointed out to me was that um, I tended to depend on myself for everything. Mm. Um, I, I was a workaholic. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was, and in my mind, I was like, man, I'm working for the kingdom, you know, right, um, right. if, if I can meet one more person, if I can share the gospel with one more person, if I can cast vision for one more potential partnership church, if I can just do this, you know, then this, if I can just do this, then this, and if we're not careful, then that leads itself to works based yes. salvation where we say, if I can just do this, then God will love me more. Right, right. Um, and and I and I I think that somewhere along the way I I began to replace the work of the Holy Spirit with my own effort. Mhm. Um wow. and 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 looking back on it now, man, I can honestly say to you that it was God's kindness to me that he he stopped us before we um because what would have happened if we had been successful by our own efforts? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what would have happened if we would have been able to launch, uh, you know, and, and had, had people coming and, you know, we were rocking and rolling. Who really would we have been serving? Would right, we have been right. serving our, you know what I mean? Would we have yeah. been serving ourselves or would we have been serving uh, our savior and, and the good of the kingdom and the advancement of the gospel. Um, and, and I can honestly say, looking back on it, that had we been successful the way we were going about it, um, it would have been self-serving. Mm. Um, and I'm confessing my sin here to right, everyone right. on the airwaves, but, right. but nevertheless, this was one of, this is, this is the major thing that God has shown me. Um, through the failure of our church plant is my own issues with trying to earn something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is freely given um, and my own uh, insecurity and pride to be, to be brutally honest. Mm. Wow, man, that I appreciate you saying this, man, because uh, you know, a lot of times we hear the, the, the successful side and, 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 sure. you know, this happened, this worked you know, uh, I, I really appreciate you being so transparent and honest, uh, and, and, and putting that out there because there are a lot, there's a lot of people that listen that are either in the church plant, considering church planning, you know, um, and, and it's, it's ironic that, you know, that's kind of the, the, the angle this, this podcast has been going. Cause I know, you know, last week we had, uh, Scott Anderson, you know, and, and he also, I love that brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Scott, man. That, that's my dude. But you know, he also talked about church playing and then actually, uh, I had no idea we were going to talk about, talk about it. And I got another brother that, that's, that's what going to talk about it, man. So that, that is, is so awesome, man. I am so, uh, I, I'm excited, man, because your your transparency is going to bless somebody somebody's going to hear you know the the fact that you know the you know put trying to put in all the work and and all of that good stuff that's going to help somebody down the road man um and i i from from my heart man i appreciate you sharing that because i don't know i mean this is probably the first time you kind of put it out there right it is yeah i mean i've had this conversation with people privately Right. But um, and I and I talked about it a little bit on my blog. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's not many people that read my blog, so that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think this is probably the first time that publicly, you know, in a, in a, in a public format like this, where people are going to hear this, mm-hmm. um, th- that I've said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's not awesome that it failed, but you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, you know what though, uh, you know what, it's, it's funny, man, because I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is awesome that it failed. Okay. Okay. Um, because, and here's what I mean by that. Maybe, maybe God had to, sorry, I'm trying to control my emotions. Hey man. Maybe God had to show me for the sake of the advancement of the gospel, mm. um, that I am not the point that right. he is the, that he is the point that Jesus is the point and not mm-hmm. our effort and not you know not what well, not what we accomplish but what mm-hmm. but what God accomplishes through his son and through the work of the holy spirit and through the word that is the point right um and and i think that look can, can i just can i be honest i want hey, to continue this, to talk to some people look, who are church planters let's do it man this um, is where it's going listen let me just tell some church planters this okay you need to understand that this is not about you. Mm. Um, I think the truth is, is that there's a lot of guys out there that want to go into church planning because they want to be the next great success story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know what makes church planting successful is if the Holy Spirit brings one person to salvation. Mm. Yes, That's sir. successful. If one person comes to faith in Christ, one person then by God's grace, you have been successful. Right. Stop trying to get on, on, you know, be invited to conferences mm-hmm. to talk about church planting. Stop trying to be famous, be faithful <laughs> and God will bless. And, and I can honestly tell you, this is what I can say to you. There is one man, one young man that I know of during our one year that we were there. Now there may be more, that as a, as a result of what we did, that this happens with, but there's one young man that prayed to receive Christ, uh, that placed his faith in Christ. He repented and believed. He came out of the darkness of Catholicism, and he mm. placed his faith in Christ because of the work that we did. And if that is all that came from that, then I am grateful that God used me to influence that one young man, because who knows the ripple effect that that young man can have. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so, and, and once again, uh, as a, as a, as a caveat, he was converted through the study of God's word. Right. Also. Right. Right. I invited him to the Bible study group. He started coming to the Bible study groups, uh, and then asked to speak to me privately. We had, we had dinner a couple of times. Um, and he, he repented and, and placed his faith in Christ. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a success, man. Um, you know, I don't know if if you've checked out any of you know. I always slide a little piece of my testimony in probably every show, but uh, you know, I, I come out of the the charismatic world, man, and mm-hmm. and in that world, that is all about being the next big man, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, when I when I became reformed and 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 you know started you know studying it and and meeting some of the guys. Um, I, I honestly, Scott, I thought I left that mentality, but a good friend of mine reminded me that, Hey, where there's humans, there, there is sin. 
you know, so there's, there's, there's that pride issue. You know, there's people trying to, you know, want to be a church plant because they want to be famous or like you said, mm-hmm. want to be at the next conference. Um, and, and that, or that maybe, never... maybe even they just want, maybe they just even want to say I'm a church planter. That is true. Cause that, that's kind of hip right now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, you know, all those, those wrong motives, man, and, and trying to do it. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely, I definitely can see that. Um, and, and one of my visions for 2017, man, is, uh, I want to, uh, uh, showcase or not showcase, but, you know, have on different local pastors that, you know, don't get the notoriety, don't get the, you know, the invites, uh, because at the end of the day, man, we're all the same in the kingdom. You know, uh, I think if we if we stop putting people on pedestals, then we'll find people with genuine uh, uh, intentions on, you know, on expanding the kingdom, on on planting the church, on, you know, getting, you know, having getting people saved. You know, so that's one of the that's that really speaks to the heart of this podcast, man, where, you know, we're, we're not about, you know, the fame. Of course, you know, if. If I get if I could get Stephen Lawson on here, yeah, I'm gonna have him. You know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say nah, man. You know, I'm gonna have him. But I also, <laughs> you know, uh, I got an interview set up with with a with a, a local pastor in in uh, in Michigan, man. That that I got hooked up with. You know, so I I think that really speaks to this podcast and, and the people that listen, um, obviously this is the direction that God is kind of taking us to, to hear this man and to, to see this, see that side, man. And I, I really appreciate you being open, honest, transparent, and giving us the exclusive man, you know, that, that people can, can hear, uh, uh, your words and, 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 and maybe it can prevent somebody from making that same mistake. I really appreciate that, sir. I hope so. Yeah. Yes, sir. So let's talk about this, uh, this, uh, this little blog that you said no one reads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. How did that start? And, and I, I've checked out a couple of them, so I'm somebody, man. Okay. Don't, don't talk bad about me well, like that. I'm, sorry about that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. So originally actually the idea of blogging started for me back in, um, late 2009, um, mm-hmm. early 2010, um, I, I just began to write like a series of just sort of, you know, thoughts and meditations on things that God had brought into my life or passages of scripture. Um, you know, and actually mm-hmm. the funny, the funny thing of what happened with that was, is that that original one, I ended up, um, publishing as a small book. Um, gotcha. and so, so I kind of just stopped writing while I was in seminary. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard. It, it, and all the guys out there in seminary are going to understand this. Right. And your workload. So I owned, I owned a business while I was mm-hmm. in seminary as well. So wow. like I, I was working a ton of hours. We had a newborn baby. I was, you know, and I was in seminary at the same time. So you don't really have time when you're in seminary to do much of anything except study. Right. Um, and so I, 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 I just stopped writing for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently um, I had a couple of things to say about church planting um, I did some post on, on my Instagram page about church planting. I don't remember everything that I said. I just mm-hmm. had like four or five practical pieces of advice for potential church planters. And, um, uh, and one of my, one of my buddies at, uh, Redeemer Fellowship up in St. Charles, uh, Illinois, Pat Aldridge, one of their pastors there, 
Mm-hmm. Pastor Pat, Pat that's said, my dude. That's right. I love Pat, man. Pat, mm-hmm. uh, Pat and I were joking. The last time I was hanging out with Joe and Jimmy and Pat, we were joking. Pat and I were joking that we were the only two adults in the room. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so so Pat Pat commented on that and said, "This is why you should be writing a blog." And my wife encouraged me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my wife is is such a wonderful woman, and she is um, man, she is truly God's helpmate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she encourages me, you know, she challenges me, but she said, she said, Scott, you, you have, God has given you something to say and you need to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I began this blog. Um, it's called, uh, it's called preacher inked. Um, it's, uh, sort of because I have a lot of tattoos. Um, I like tattoos. And, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I know don't. Don't don't tell him. I, I guess I don't know. I had a buddy. This of mine is radio, like, man. They, they don't see your yeah. tattoos. It's radio. <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies is like, "Of course you have tattoos. You're reformed." And I was like, oh, "Whatever." No um, way. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But anyway, so um, so that's the name of the um, and I and I am an ordained pastor, and so uh, mm-hmm. that's the name of the blog, Preacher Inc. Wow. That's so cool, I, man. I just kind of talk about some things on there, you know, that that are on my heart. At one of the first kind of pieces that I did was, was kind of my journey to pedo baptism. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in the Baptist church and, uh, went to a Baptist seminary and, um, I am, I am now a pedo Baptist. Um, mm. and I just, I just wrote a, a series of blog posts on baptism and how I kind of personally came to, um, a pedo Baptist position based on, you know, the way I read scripture. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and there's been some other things. Um, I, I think I just, I just did, uh, I just did one, uh, that I called real talk where I, I, I talked about, uh, again, church planting and what happens when church plants fail, like what, what, um, what should the planter do? What should the churches that are involved in sending out church planters, like, what are your, from a, from a former church planters perspective, what is, what are, right. you know, sort of sort of your responsibilities as a, as a sending church. And, um, so, um, you know, and again, my blog, by the way, for anybody who, who's curious about it, you know, I, I don't claim to be an expert on anything. Um, mm-hmm, <clears> but mm-hmm. I have, but I have opinions on a lot of things. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's and how so, this radio uh, so, show got started. <laughs> that's right. So I'm basically just, you know, expressing my opinion, um, on my blog in, in a way that, um, I hope is, is glorifying to God. Gotcha. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Did, did you, is, is there an article about tattoos, man? Cause I'm sure that is a, a, a everyday question. Maybe. I actually have not. That's actually a good idea. I think I, yeah, that's, there you go. That's a blog post for me to write about tattoos. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I will actually, I'll tell you with my tattoos all, but let's see one, two of my tattoos, all but two of them have, uh, biblical significance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i actually i actually i had two tattoos prior to coming to christ mm-hmm. um after i came to faith um i began to get more um number one i just i i like tattoos mm-hmm. um i i i i enjoy the art that goes into tattoos i enjoy um you know, especially when, for me, also, it was a great form of outreach because my artist is an atheist. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I, I literally spent, in one of my artist's chair, I spent probably close to 35 hours um, 
in his chair, I paid him a lot of money. I probably paid for his kid to go to college at some point, <laughs> but, uh, but, <clears throat> but nevertheless, I spent a lot of time in his chair. And basically what I would do is, uh, there were certain texts of scripture mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me. And so I drew those texts of scriptures out. I gave them to him and had him then draw a conceptual piece based on that text of scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it created a conversation between he and I, um, he, first of all, he's reading the word of God. And mm-hmm. as you know, we know, I believe it was the writer of Hebrews that said the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged yes, sword, you know, piercing through the marrow to the heart. So, and so I, I'm, I'm confident that the word of God will do what the word of God will do right. for the elect and will bring those to salvation whom God has ordained. And so. Uh, since I don't know whom God has ordained to salvation, then I'm going right. to freely share the word of God with everyone. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so for me, it was, it was a great form of outreach to him also. Wow. Um, and, and then it became really um, sort of a witnessing tool for me. I get asked a lot about my tattoos. I'm sure. Um, and so it leads into a conversation. For example, I have a, I have a, I have a three-quarter sleeve on my right arm. Mm-hmm. That is uh, based uh, out of Ephesians 6 and the Armor of God passage that Paul Rocks talks about there. Wow. Um, and so I have like a shield, you know, the shield of faith, mm-hmm. uh, the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, uh, you know, the shoes of peace and, mm-hmm. and these, these kinds of things. And so I have that tattooed on my arm in an artistic and conceptual way. Right. <clears throat> and so that has generated a lot of conversation on my left arm. Um I have two different pieces. Um, <clears throat> I have a Hebrew text on my left, on the inside of my left forearm from Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, the Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. Um, and then I have <clears throat> a half sleeve on my left arm that was, uh, that was based off of uh, not necessarily a definitive scripture text, but more of the concept of spiritual warfare, of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the idea of, of God saying when we when we come to him finally from our from our battle of life and we present to him and this was literally a dream I had I was I was you know coming from a lifetime of battle and mm-hmm. I presented my sword to the king to God wow. and he said he said well done good and faithful servant um and so that was really sort of a concept piece of spiritual warfare and one day how we will stand before the throne Mm-hmm. And if we are faithful, God will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, mm. And so, and then I have a piece on my left calf um, that I drew different. I proof texted, please don't, all you reform guys out there, please don't be too mad at me. Um, I proof texted <laughs> for this one. <laughs> I drew out some different places in scripture where members of the Trinity are referred to in elemental form. For example, um, in the, you know, the psalmist refers to God as the rock of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, at Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, uh, mm-hmm. in tongues of flame and a mighty wind. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, you know, said, uh, I'm the living water. He who comes to me will never thirst again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> so things like that I drew out of scripture. <clears throat> I took to him and he drew a conceptual uh, piece based around that, and that one's on my left calf, and then I have a couple of others. So, oh wow, cool man! And for those that are wimps like me, just buy t-shirts from Righteous Rich, and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. If you're not into pain, please don't get tattoos. <laughs> Just get the T-shirt, man, and then you can switch it that's up, right. you know, and that's the good conversation, you know, starters. Uh, Absolutely. Man, Absolutely. I, I do have one, man. Um, when, yep. I, when I I wasn't saved and um and 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 I wanted this uh, old English D for Dwayne and brother. As soon as they started, I was like, oh my god, this thing hurt. I want them to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, anybody who ever says to me tattoos don't hurt, I'm like, you're clearly oh, yeah. lying. Yeah, they do hurt. Yeah. That is a lie. I thought I looked down because I could have sworn he had a scalpel slicing my arm I was, I was like where where did the tool go man where'd you get that knife from <laughs> yeah they're they're painful but uh but man if i had the money i would i've said this several times if i had the money i'd probably have pretty much my entire body except mm. for except for like my neck and and face i just think that neck and face tattoos are weird um <laughs> but other than that i would i would have my entire body covered in tattoos uh wow that hey man to each his own, brother. I salute you because I know <laughs> I, I felt that pain. I, I don't think I can have it in certain crevices of my body. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's some there are some limits. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There's, there's some there's some limits where you're like, no, this I, I I'm not I'm not putting a needle on that. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <good>. absolutely. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. That is so awesome. So. Uh, Man, so I guess we need to be looking out for the the, the tattoo uh, uh, blog uh, coming soon. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna write one on that now. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be awesome, man. Uh, um, definitely, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Um, because you know, uh, I'm sure you know because you, you carry it around. But there's so much uh, I guess stigma with tattoos, and you know, and people start quoting you know don't mark the body and oh you know, i know yeah and and i can't lie man you know i i used to preach it too man before sure. i became reformed and, and 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 learned about the liberties and, and certain things like that so i guess to, to people that may approach you with that that i guess the leviticus or whatever uh what do you say how do you how do you handle those conversations and which way do you turn them <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I actually, I actually, my my mother actually approached me with that. Mm. Um, not a fan of tattoos, mm -hmm. um, and she quoted I forget the exact citation in in Leviticus. I think it's in Leviticus. Um, you know about getting tattoos or whatever. And I said, right. um, I well, the, and the first thing I always say to to people is, um, you know, I respect your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you're certainly allowed to, to, um, have a problem with that. This is what I said to my mother. Um, I said, I said, mama, I, I completely understand that. And I know you don't like it. Um, I said, but here, here's what I would say. I would say that first and foremost, uh, if you are going to hold me accountable to that, um, text in the Levitical law, in the Mosaic law, then we have to hold one another accountable to every, thing in the mm -hmm. mosaic law mm -hmm. so that means you can't eat shrimp anymore <laughs> you know you can't uh walk more than you know so many paces you know mm -hmm. on the sabbath you mm -hmm. can't you know you have to that also means that you have to sacrifice sheep and mm -hmm. lambs and goats and rams and bulls and all of that sort of thing mm-hmm and so, so what I said to my, to what I said, the way I finished it up with my mom is I said, I believe 
that Christ has fulfilled the law, the at least the uh, well, he has fulfilled in the sense that he has fulfilled the ceremonial law. Right. Actually, he's fulfilled all the law, but he is, but specifically in this conversation, he has fulfilled the ceremonial uh, law of God, mm-hmm. and so therefore I am not bound by that ceremonial law. I am free in Christ um, to um, to use those freedoms as long as those freedoms do not cause a stumbling block for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would, uh, like I said to her was, I respect your opinion. And if my tattoos cause you to sin, then I will cover them up. Mm. I, I wear long sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in fact, I was, on, I was on a mission trip in India. Um, I guess it's been about three years ago. And because of the, because of the culture, uh, right. specifically of the Muslims that we came into con- into contact with, I wore long sleeves. Gotcha. Um, for the entire two weeks that I was there because I didn't want to, I did not want, you know, my freedom. I believe Paul talks about this too, of not using our freedom um, to cause others to stumble. And so if it causes others to stumble, then I want to be careful to, to try to, you know, honor that um, Mm -hmm. and not, you know, not be that guy that's like, well, I'm, you know, because I think, look, I think that there are some of us reformed and Calvinist people out there that can be kind of jerks. No way, man. Uh, yeah, and be and be like, well, I'm free in Christ. You know, um, and and I say to those people, yes, you are, but you are not free to be a jerk. Right. Um, right. So, um, so I try to be sensitive. But the good the good thing is, is that I currently live in the United States of America. Right. Um, and so, for the most part, in the United States and in most parts of Europe. Um, tattoos no longer carry the stigma that they once carried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once upon a time, you know, if you were, you know, like in the fifties, um, if you had a tattoo, you, you know, were dirty, you a were, sailor. you know, uh, yeah. Or sailor. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know what I mean? Or if you, if it was the sixties and seventies and you had a right. tattoo, you were probably, you were probably a dope smoker. Right. <laughs> um, and then somewhere along the way, um, it just kind of became like normative mm-hmm. for for people to get tattoos. So, you know, I I've had some people, you know, ask me, well, you know, should I get a tattoo? And I'm like, look, I, I would say this to you. What always examine your motives for everything. Exactly. Um, and that includes tattoos. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly not opposed to getting tattoos. You know, or to having a beard or, you know, or drinking a beer or mm-hmm. smoking a cigar or mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to those things because the word of God does not prohibit us from those things. However, mm-hmm. um, it, to me, it's always a question of motivation. Like, why do you want to get a tattoo? Do you want right. to get a tattoo because you're trying to be cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or because, you know, you, you know, you feel that uh, this would help you in some way do something specific for the purposes of the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously there are some sentimental reasons to get a tattoo as well. You know, you want to get your kids' names tattooed on you or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's cool. But I just think as, as if we're followers of Christ, I think as followers of Christ, we have to examine our heart and our motives on everything. And so right. I would just simply say to people, before you get tattoos, ask yourself the question of why am I doing this? Right. And will right, it right. bring, will it ultimately bring glory to God? Because if mm-hmm. ultimately you are trying to bring glory to yourself, then mm-hmm. I would say, don't do it. Right, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that, that's something you have to be careful with, with tattoos, you know, bringing glory to yeah. yourself, almost a look at me type thing. Uh, mm -hmm. you definitely have to be careful with that. Uh, yep. yeah. And you know, I, I choose not to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because it hurts. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, like you said, to each his own. I mean, you know, hey, you, you don't yes, want to get sir, tattoos, I, don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that sixteen eighty nine on Joe Thorne hand looks cool as I don't know what, but I couldn't imagine having anything on that that side of my hand. I I hate needles already, Scott. Like <laughs> when I when I get blood, I turn my head. I mean I'm what? when Come I when I said the word needle, my fingers just got numb just now, man. You know. <laughs> so I, I was giving. I, I had to get a shot not long ago, and and the nurse was like, "Do you have a problem with needles?" And I just looked at her. Like, really? And I was like, are we having this conversation right now? And she goes, and then she looked at me. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really pay attention. Yeah. And yeah, she, yeah, like, yeah. she, like, put the little tourniquet thing in my arm. And she's like, do you have a problem? She's just reading the script, you know. Do you have a problem with needles? Yeah. And I was like, really? And then she looked. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then she laughed. You know, she's like, I guess not. I was like, no. I have yeah. a problem with needles. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, but, but I salute you. And Joe and okay. everybody else, man, <laughs> that that do it, brother. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, I'm good, man. Scott, <laughs> definitely have enjoyed uh, having you on. Um, yeah, I like cool. to end the show with uh, with with some fun questions, man. Um, cool. Well, I call them fun, you know, but but uh, my listeners might be like, you need to ask something else. But I don't care. This is my show. <laughs> Y'all turn the channel. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> on your playlist, what what kind of music? What is what is I, you work out? So I know you got you probably yeah. got some metal or something, something that'll you know make you grind your teeth or whatever. So anyway, what what's your playlist like, and and what what do you listen to? Yeah, so really the only I'll be honest with you, the only time I listen to a lot of music is when I'm at the gym working out. Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm in my car driving, I, this now some people may go, man, you're kind of a geek. What I listen to podcasts and sermons when yeah. I'm in my car, when I'm in my car driving around, but when I'm at work, when I'm, when I'm on the floor working out, so this is going to be, and, and this is going to be funny when I, when I say this to you, especially with you being African-American, this will be an interesting thing. Yes. Um, so depending on the kind of workout I'm doing. Uh huh. Uh huh. If, if I'm if I'm just lifting weights, if we're doing some sort of strength lift, I tend to like two different kinds of music. I okay. either like to listen to like old school, like Tupac, Dr. Dre kind of gangster uh, rap, yeah. <laughs> or or Johnny Cash. Those are two extremes, brother. But I they love it. They are two extremes. <laughs> they are two extremes. I I don't know why. I I just like I grew. I'm a child of the '80s. I was born yeah. in 1973. Yeah. So like the eighties and early nineties, especially like the early, you know, the early to mid nineties when like gangster rap was, yep. mm -hmm. was good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When like yeah. Dre and Tupac and Biggie mm -hmm. and all those guys were doing their thing. Like that was when I was a young man and I, that's what I listened to when I was a young man. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I love to lift to that music. Uh, and then Johnny Cash has recently over the last couple of years has kind of become a thing that I like to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, when I lift, I, it's just, it's kind of somber and reflective music for me. Gotcha. Um, and, and I like to, you know, really be in the moment of what I'm doing, but if it's a conditioning workout, uh, for those of you that are iron tribers or crossfitters out there, you'll know what I mean when I say this during a Metcon, a metabolic conditioning workout, I like what, I, this is what I call it. I want to listen to angry white people music. 
that's what I call it. So, so yeah, like, yeah. like for example, um, like five finger death punch. Uh huh. Um, I want some like anthrax. Right, uh, right. You know, like maybe even go back to like some. I'm not super hardcore metal. Like I know Joe Thorne yeah. is a metal guy. Yeah, he uh, is. I don't like a lot of really super hardcore metal, but like Metallica. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like I like eighties kind of quote unquote rock, like, like Metallica, okay. mm-hmm. um, uh, what am I, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and more recently I like to listen to Disturbed or mm-hmm. Five Finger Death Punch when I work out. So yeah, I tend to be, I tend to be, I want some hard, oh, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll I want some hard that. music when I work out. Other than that, when I'm, when I'm in my car, I, I, I listen to sermons and podcasts. Yeah, and that's that's usually the part two of my my question. What what are your I guess who who are some of the guys you listen to, and and podcasts and uh, we'll we'll give them a little shout out if even if it's not the bar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I do actually listen to yours. So uh, so there's there's uh, there's several podcasts actually that I listen to. Recently, I've I've begun as part of my daily uh, sort of time in the Word. I've been mm-hmm. listening to one called the the Daily Liturgy Podcast. Okay. Um, Corum Deo Church in Omaha, Nebraska puts it out. It's like a, it's like anywhere between eight to 17 ish minutes. It's just, it's, it's like prayers, uh, scripture reading, meditation kind of stuff. And I've been using that like as to sort of set the tone for my own heart to get me prepared to read the word. I've been listening to that. Um, uh, I'm a bit, I, I know Jimmy and Joe um, up in Illinois. So I listen to doctrine and devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I listen to. There's, there's, there's two or three more that I listen to if you, if, if I've got some time. Oh man, you got time. Um, all right. So I, there's one called proclaiming Christ, mm-hmm. um, that I really like to listen to. It's, it's primarily designed for like preachers and pastors. Um, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of, uh, it's a bunch of Presbyterian guys that just get together and they will, they will kind of exegete a text of scripture, um, on the podcast. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it's super cool to listen to these guys, listen to these pastors, um, talk back and forth, um, you know, about the thrust of the text and how they would preach it. It's, it's really good for me, you know, as, as a pastor in which, well, Lord willing, one day I'll be able to preach again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I've got, uh, I listen to the Heidelcast, our Scott Clark's podcast. Um, he's a, uh, professor at Westminster pastor. Um, right. uh, reformed just a just a, a confessional reform guy just really a really a really good podcast um theocast um it's the guys at um cbc um community bible church in nashville yeah. tennessee yeah i like um, theocast too yeah enjoy their podcast and then I, i'm a reformed podcast guy as well i listen to theirs um, oh yeah listen tanner oh yeah 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 and then as far as preaching goes um, I've got, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my phone right now. I've got, uh, renewing your mind. <laughs> uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I listen to, uh, love me some RC Sproul. Oh, um, yeah. and when, and when they have Sinclair Ferguson on there, I just, I get all giddy. <laughs> you um, too. <laughs> love me some Sinclair Ferguson. That Scottish Fergie. accent does it for me every time. <laughs> um, and so I've got, I've got RC Sproul. I listen to, um, Alistair Begg. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think that Alistair Begg is, man, what what a man! That dude yeah. can preach. Oh yeah. Um, 
I, I love to listen to Alistair Begg preach. Um, and then I also listen to uh, First Presbyterian Church in South, and uh, I think it's, I think it's Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Dr. Derek Thomas. Oh, really? Um, yeah, does a lot of their preaching, and man, he's really good. I enjoy listening to Dr. Thomas preach. Uh, and then, of course, our sending church. Uh, give a shout out to our sending church in Raleigh, North Carolina, Imago Day Church. Uh, Tony and mm-hmm. Nate and uh, and the other guys that preach there at Imago Day are have been a great example to me of exegesis and how to faithfully preach um, the word. Um, that I just think they're great preachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Tony's written a couple of books on preaching, so he ought to know what he's doing. <laughs> and um so i and, and i think the thing that makes that special is that i know those guys right right um, right right like personally i have watched them um you know walk out their faith mm-hmm. um for you know for three years i watched them and was a part of that and so um right so yeah i per- I personally know them so that's that's always good oh yeah that's awesome man that's actually uh raleigh area is the area that i plan to move back to uh in a couple oh, right of years on. Yeah, I'm originally from from this little town called Turkey, North Carolina, which is right outside of Fayetteville. There's a place called Turkey, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Born and raised <laughs> on, a, on, on in right. the field where I spend most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that that's I, I might have to I have to check them guys out at my go day Look when I move there. when I move there. Uh, but yeah, I was I mean, while you was talking on your phone. I was on my phone adding shows to my 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 subscribe list. There uh, you go. Yeah, man. Because I'm a I'm a podcast head, man. Uh, and it, I work nights, uh, twelve hours, okay. and and I'm I'm on it. You know, all night. I got somebody talking in my ear <laughs> while I'm yeah. while I'm on the computer. But uh, man. Right on. Really, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, sir, to be with me. Um, definitely you. salute to you, man. Uh, uh, definitely uh, value this this friendship that we we've uh, we've started, brother. And I want to yes, give sir. you the last couple minutes to uh, tell people how they can contact you. You know, get the blog, uh, website, all of that, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And everything that he says, ladies and gentlemen, we will have in the description of the podcast as well. So uh, go ahead and tell people how to contact you. Any last words you want to say to them? Yeah, well, first of all, Dwayne, I appreciate. I really appreciate you having me. Um, I, um, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a good time. Yes, sir. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the future of of our relationship. So um, I would say this: couple things. Oh, by the way, I am actually in the process of exploring starting a podcast myself. All right. Um, just so you know, me and a couple of young guys, um, it's going to be called Dead Men Talking. Oh, um, yeah, so deadmenstuff.com is the website. I, I also write for their website. Um, so deadmenstuff.com, and we're, we're working on uh, launching a podcast. We've got the gear. Um, so we're working on that. Dead Men Talking will be what that's called. So, so shout out to Brandon and Nate on that. Um, and as far as me goes, um, I, you, I mean, my uh, the the blog site. It's actually a website. Uh, we're my wife constructed this. By the way, my wife is a is a genius. My wife constructed this all on her own. It's called Preacher Inked, I N K E D dot com. Um, and then uh, and then I'm on I'm on Instagram. Um, I never thought I was going to be on Instagram, but somehow I got talked into it. Um, and and here I am. But uh, B S 
Garrison thirteen, the number thirteen one three, um, is my is my Instagram handle, and then I'm on Twitter also, um, and I believe it's the same handle as my. I'm not very creative um, <laughs> on my on my my social media handles. <laughs> hey man, so about being consistent. Actually, I take that back. It's actually I take that back. It's B Scott Garrison. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's that's my social media platforms. Um, that's yeah, that's it. All right, man. Well, again, we appreciate it, man, and uh, we want to encourage everybody to to check out Brother Scott, man, and definitely, man. I love the Dead Man talking. That is dope. I I, I just love the title in itself, man. Y'all yeah. can do <laughs> Man, we have, and I yeah, had to add that to be, my, my podcast list. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. We have I don't, we haven't officially launched it yet. That's gonna be fun. We're still. I think they. Uh, I think Brandon and Nate uh, are either in the process of or about to do an interview uh, with with a band that they they know some guys. I think they want to do a couple of those. Uh, and then um, I think not this maybe this weekend we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna have to do it remotely, but we're gonna mm-hmm. I, I think we're talking about maybe throwing up the mics this weekend and seeing if we can uh, see if we can put something together. So we'll see how that wow. goes. Um, it's gonna be a long distance thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm obviously in Alabama. They're in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Um, mm-hmm. and so we're going to do it via distance, but I think it, I think it'll be fun. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm excited about that. That, I think that is going to be so cool, but, uh, yeah, man. yeah, definitely when it launched, man, you know, tag me so we can, we can promote it, Absolutely. man. I'm all about getting people, uh, what, what little bit of audience I have. I love to expose them to, to multiple <laughs> resources. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But again, thank wow. you, sir. And to my Thanks, listeners, Mike. make sure you guys check us out. Uh, on Facebook, just uh, search the Bar Podcast uh, on Twitter, the Bar underscore Podcast on Instagram, the Bar underscore Podcast. And uh, man, so excited on what's coming up! Make sure you guys stay tuned in, stay locked in, and we're out of here. Peace. This one here is for the army of the Lord. So this means war. I said this one here is for the army of the Lord. This means that something's gotta give. The way we rep Christ has gotta change. He died and gave us life we ought to live. Our relationship with sin can be the same. Not conforming to the world because our brains have been renewed. We're looking strange to the Human, like the word says, we're very peculiar. The world should hate you so much, they're ready to kill you. But sadly, this is far from the norm. There's many here among us who have gotten lukewarm. Won't got to do for them, they don't want to do for them. They're claiming that they're serving, but not as true for them. Other blessed because they're not newborn. And every time they hear the truth, they do scorn. The word of the Lord to them is too foreign. Sleeping in the garden, is that you snoring? Wake up, mothers gotta wake up. My sisters and my brothers and my cousins gotta wake up. You fornicating Christians, I would love for y'all to wake up. They jump into the mission, telling all the world to wake up. The blacks gotta wake up, the whites gotta wake up. Whatever skin tone, if you ain't right, you gotta wake up. Wake up, wake up, coming to the light, yeah. Wake up, wake up, welcome to the light, yo. Now that you're listening, and in case you missed it, there used to be a day when I was very legalistic, hypocritic to my core, my sin was hidden to the spirit. Brought about conviction, and he drew me to repentance as I'm walking in forgiveness. The purpose of the mission is not to preach moralism. To 
a bunch of people who don't understand religion, what it is and what it isn't. The purpose is to talk about what's missing for the Christian, for instance. Let's talk about abortion clinics. You know they only open by the churches for permission. Cause what happens to the children's out of mind without a vision. And plus we're living in a time, no agenda twisting. The men won't men, the women won't women. And many in the church reject the biblical position. Holding nominations, skipping over written scriptures. And if there is no substance, you can't be consistent. That's why we downplay other senses if they're different. Premarital hand rolls, you know they're just as guilty as the homos, the murderous, abortionists, and filthy pedophiles. Every child of Adam in existence is born corrupt. And naturals is sinning. As God is my witness, and as the world is spinning, judgment is coming, and sin will be ending. Eternity. Where will you be spending it? So now let's talk about the cross. Now, as we talk about it, we must talk about the cause. Cause my Lord saw the dark and started calling out the lost. And then he sent the light in the world to turn them off. Just to turn them back on. My God is that strong. But many who are preaching for some reason they won't keep Christ in the sermon, let alone until they're learning. And that's the very reason that there is no discernment. So these preachers better wake up. The deacons better wake up. The elders in the Sunday school teachers better wake up. The pews better wake up. The fools better wake up. The Buddhists and the Muslim and the Jews better wake up. The hood better wake up, the boonies better wake up Go home and scream into your roomie, tell them wake up Wake up, wake up, come into the light, yeah Wake up, wake up, welcome to the life, y'all We gotta wake up, the Baptists gotta wake up And tongue talking charismatics gotta wake up Yo, denomination don't matter, man, wake up And please get rid of your anti chatter and wake up The Catholics gotta wake up, the Pope gotta wake up And if this makes you mad, then I hope that you wake up Wake up, wake up, come into the light, yeah Wake up, wake up, welcome to the light Hut one, hut two, hut three, hut four This one here is for the army of the Lord This means war with renewed minds In this dark world, we gotta let a light shine Let a light shine In this dark world with renewed minds Gotta let a light shine Let it shine bright in the midst of the night Cause we're no longer dead, we're about that life Hut one, hut two, hut three, hut four If you're new to the army of the Lord This means war for new minds in this dark world we gotta let a light shine let a light shine in this dark world we renew minds gotta let your light shine and let it shine bright in the midst of the night cause you're no longer dead so welcome to the light What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there